like yours again. Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. You just heard Rinse Repeat by Kississippi. The summer tour season is in full swing, and it seems like so many people are hitting the road. Aside from the awesome tour packages, especially the diverse ones that you see stretched across flyers, there's friends that are making it possible behind the scenes, and that includes this week's returning guest, my friend Mel Grenberg. The last time that Mel and I talked with a mic in front of us, we were looking ahead to Mel's aspirations as a tour manager and booker. Mel is back to share her success now as an employee of some of Philly's best venues, um, representing some artists, and um, as a tour manager. A lot has happened in a year, including managing some really incredible bands. We talk about this, what her goals are, some of the adventures that she's been on, and so much more. So let's listen to one of Mel's picks for this episode, titled by the Sonder Moms, and then we'll dig into our interview with Mel.
Welcome back, Mel, to Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things? Hi, they're good. Thank you for having me back. It's so awesome to have you back. It's been quite a year, I think, since we've chatted, so this is pretty exciting to have you back. Yes, very different. <laughs> Definitely. Well, what have you been up to these days? Um, a little bit, little bit of everything. Um, I started working at a venue back in January, which has been really cool. Um, I also started working for Alternate Side, which is an artist management company that does like Remo Drive and Kevin Devine and Bowers, um, Cave Town, a couple other artists. Uh, we just picked up a hardcore band today, which is really cool. That's uh, yeah, yeah, doing that, still touring a little bit, booking shows, but kind of just like working a lot full time and just trying to, you know, live life. <laughs> You're staying busy then between artist management, touring, and booking shows, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Working at the venue has been nice, though, because it's, I never really imagined that I would, like, be doing marketing work. Uh, I definitely never really wanted to, but this, like, opportunity came up at basically, like, my dream venue, and I figured might as well do it because, you know, maybe I'll end up hopefully someday booking there instead of announcing face you know facebook events but we'll get there <laughs> definitely well you're working a lot with like union transfer and boot and saddle mm -hmm. right yeah yeah that those are the those are the two venues that i help market shows for that's so awesome how's that experience been like for you it's been cool uh it's definitely really fun to be able to work at a venue that hosts bands that I really really love like I got to see I got to see American Football the other day wow. or the other the other week um Remo Drive is playing this week on Friday um I got to see Better Oblivion the first show I went to as an employee was uh No Name whoa yeah so it's been really cool it's a 1200 cap venue so we are very lucky to have very very cool like big artists play so um with these shows that you're booking it's got to be really cool opportunities for you to be able to like assist with of course the marketing of all these larger shows and everything you get to like see so many different acts of so many different kind of like scales of popularity what's that been like for you it's definitely weird like one day i it's different i mean some days i am running a show like a you know 200 person diy show at a batting cage and then the next day the next night i'm at work at like a real you know a real venue definitely a lot of back and forth uh the spectrum of the kinds of things i work on is so wide and like the size of bands and shows that i work on is definitely it's a very large gap <laughs> from one to the other, but it's also very cool because a lot of the, you know, there are bands that I booked that ended up playing, you know, a year or two ago that ended up playing UT and a lot of the stuff that I got to work on, you know, running my own booking thing uh, is it helped me get a job at a bigger venue. I mean, we, 
we utilize you know all the same kind of steps and processes that a bigger venue does just with less money and maybe you know the scale is smaller but at the end of the day when you break it down like marketing a show is the same no matter how big the venue is or how big the artist is it's just how much money you're putting behind it or how many you know what the how how big the exposure is or how big the scope of the work is No, that's amazing because at that point, you know, you're able to see the growth that these mm-hmm. artists have had because you were there with them kind of from the beginning. And now you're able to kind of use these resources to help them reach a wider audience. That's got to be so satisfying for you. Yeah, it's cool. And it's also really cool seeing like, you know, I got to book Pedal before and now, you know, they op- are opening a show at UT or you know, a year and a half ago, I booked Mom Jeans, and then recently they played a literally almost sold-out show at UT, uh, I guess, back in September last year, um, and just stuff like that, you know, bands that, you, you know, like, I, I used to get to book Mississippi, and I'm sure sooner or later, Mississippi's going to playing that, be playing that stage. Absolutely, no question. And it's really cool. It's cool to see my friends getting bigger opportunities to open shows. There are a lot of local bands that I get to see playing, you know, small little headlining shows, but then opening up at UT. And it's, it's really satisfying to see that, that them getting those kind of opportunities. And I, I hope that like someday I get to help them in that aspect but it's nice to get to work on these shows just across, you know, different uh, projects. Definitely. And I know you're kind of more involved in the marketing side of like these larger shows in particular, but for somebody like me, it's kind of huge to know that there is somebody who is an established ally to like diversity at shows and inclusivity and safe spaces. That's kind of working their way into a larger show space and kind of having at least some kind of presence. Um, is that something that you get to experience at all or something that maybe you can relate to? Yeah, I mean, R5 as a whole, as a company, has always had very good uh, ethics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came up as, you know, a DIY company and the person that started it used to basically book shows the same, you know, the size that I book now. And yeah. I, you know, my direct boss is just like, you know this this punk dude basically um and a lot of the people there are very good friends and you know various involvements with different bands you know so it's um it's nice to work for a place that does value those kinds of things you know they're not gonna they're not going to charge like a merch cut on it on a show that's like at you know a 500 cap show mm-hmm. like they're not gonna I had a conversation when I had just started working there about you know me someday helping out with booking some shows at Boot and Saddle for instance yeah and you know the guy that currently is the talent buyer there had said to me and you know we he said to me, he's like, I know that you, this is something that you are, that's also important to you, but it's also important to us that, you know, if you started doing this, that like you'd help with keeping, keeping and making the shows more diverse. 
And yeah. that was just really nice to hear. He's like, you know, we don't want to book the same shit over and over and over again. And we, you know, we don't want to see the same people playing the same shows over and over again. So that was really nice. It was like a great, it was nice to see that. And I knew this before I even started working there that my values align with my, uh, with, with my employers, you know. Definitely. That's huge. Cause at that point you can kind of start to see how you can grow within that space and that workplace. It's so good that you're able to kind of have this trajectory and this opportunity within this really awesome company. It sounds like with R5, cause they're looking ahead for you in that sense of like trying to see how you can fit into their mission and their goals by like seeing, Hey, you can help us book more diverse shows. You have the same mentality yeah. and goals as us. Yeah, I mean, hopefully someday. Right now, it's really mostly about getting people to buy tickets. To sure. Shows. But that's okay, you know? It's it's something. And I think my, uh, when I was interviewing even, the person interviewing me said that, you know, my background in DIY actually helps me in this case. And yeah. I've never had anyone say that to me in a professional capacity. Like, I know in my heart that my experience in DIY is something that's helped me. And I didn't get the you know, kind of like the big corporate internships and everything like that. And I (laughs) went a slightly different direction. And sometimes, you know, people that do work in the more corporate aspects kind of look down on you. We're partially operated by Bowery Presents. Mm -hmm. They are a partner in the venue. Um, And it's nice to know that I get that like, you know, the job and the financial kind of backing of working for a big established company partially while getting to still be a part of this like independent venue with good, you know, morals and good ethics. And it's like this beautiful hall that people show up and like, you feel so good there. Like I could die happily in that venue. <laughs> That's so good though. Cause I mean, you've like really found your right place to be. Oh my God, it was my, and this is really dorky. And I said this to, to the owner mm-hmm. when they hired me, I was like, not to be a com- total dork, but like, this is my, like my dream job, basically. It might yeah. not be my dream position, but it is a company that I had wanted to work for, a venue I wanted to work for since I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I basically, literally sat around for two years post-grad waiting and waiting for a job to open up there and being told just to like be patient and just you know something will come up just you know stay calm sure and it it worked out it was your patience was totally worth it at that point because you were a very unpatient person (laughs) (laughs) I know that feeling that's for sure but it's it just biding your time in that sense and just that opportunity opening up for you was perfect because you're able to be in a place where you can grow and have the opportunities that you've been dreaming of. Yeah, I I hope so. I hope that I can, I hope that it will work out in a way that I can move into some, you know, uh, the trajectory to be there, but I've only been there for like five months now. So I'm kind of still getting my, getting my bearings and still getting used to the way that things work. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's, it's great. It's great. I love it. (laughs) That's so wonderful to hear. And you're still balancing that with Home Outgrown, which has had a really awesome year. It seems like you've sold out Camp Cope among other artists, which is huge. That was, was, uh, I guess last year now. 
Yeah. We've had some, we've had some pretty good shows this year. We're taking it a, taking it a little easy right now. Um, sure. Just because I literally have two full-time jobs and I'm also touring. Yeah. A hundred days out of the year. So, you know, sometimes things slow down, but we, we still get to, we put still get to put together some very cool shows that are very fulfilling and it's nice. Yeah. And I see the posts that you make as well as ones from Hot Grounds pages and others where it's like, Oh, cool. You just booked like Slingshot Dakota or you're Mm -hmm. booking all these other like great fans. And it's always exciting for me because I feel like you're, you're like me in the sense of like, you're always keeping an eye out on who's got really good opportunities heading their way in music. So like, Mm -hmm. I'll see you book this really awesome show. And then like a year later, they'll be playing an even bigger stage or they'll just blow up in general in that sense. So how's it feel for you to kind of see that? I like to think that I've got good instincts in that sense. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of, you know, really good bands that are just like blowing up now like we started booking beach bunny i guess last year and they're just like taking off now oh yeah i see um, their name everywhere yeah and like we got to do this show with like chloe moriando uh last feb when was it last year or was it earlier it was february of this year i think wow what a long year it's been <laughs> <laughs> it was february of this year jesus all right yeah and now like she's getting very popular and I guess work with her in like a lot of different aspects she's incredible yeah um but yeah it's just it's really cool to see bands grow and achieve their dreams and to know that and I get a lot of this satisfaction working for a manager um just like helping bands succeed and like get these things that they wanted or be able to get to points where they can support themselves which is really cool and it takes a lot of hard work and it's really it's just it's very fulfilling definitely because at that point you're a part of the team too helping them Mm -hmm. toward that next step whether you're booking the show or now managing some of the artists in that sense yeah it's you kind of like I get especially with um we have this a lot with cave town I think our team feels so much like a family and we're a lot of us are like good friends that enjoy being around each other. So when we get to work together on something, it's like, it's, it's a dream. Like it's so cool getting to work with, especially our team has a lot of bound men on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really, really cool to get to work on things with people whose company I just enjoy, you know, like, go out and get some margs it's great (laughs) no that's a lot of fun and I really like hearing that because at that point it's like you get to just enjoy working together and being able to like see what opportunities that you can do for each other and for the band yeah who needs a work-life balance you know just just mesh it all together into one at that point might as well i mean if you if don't, you can't, don't do that don't listen to me whoever's listening to this don't listen to me draw boundaries <laughs> draw some boundaries but hey if you, get boundaries. To, if you get to have fun while you're working that's like the biggest accomplishment at that point no it's really sick like my i will send my boss like i'll be looking at apartments or like houses and i'll send my boss like oh what do you think of this one just stuff like that like um yeah. 
That's cool though. I love it. And like, you know, whenever you have that kind of closeness established, you can really go to the next level as far as like helping artists and people on your team in that sense. And yeah, that's, that's gotta be huge. Yeah. It's also really nice to just work for some, like with other people who care as much and go above and beyond yeah. the, uh, the job, you know, cause I've always been that way. I've never been, I've never really been a person who's been able to just stop doing something because I, I, you know, because it's after six o'clock or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's nice to work with also people who truly go above and beyond. Like one of our marketers the other day was just awake for like, like working for like 12 hours announcing tours got up at like 5 a.m. so that she could do like the posting for a UK tour announced just like things like that. Like who else goes above and beyond like that? That shows like your mutual dedication to like the bands and to who you're really working to support. I mean, if you're willing to make those kind of like changes to your schedule to make sure that this band succeeds, I mean, it's obviously going to reflect back on you, but it's really going to help them in the long run too. Yeah. That's so cool. I love hearing that. And you're still doing tour management, right? Yeah, I do a little bit. Um, I've kind of gone down to... I, I, I work with mostly only artists that we manage, okay. um, which has, is a good balance for me because if I'm working, it's just, if I'm working on like their management stuff, I kind of want to stay focused mm-hmm. and kind of keep it. Plus I'm working two full-time jobs, so I can't be on the road as much as I used to be sure. or as much as I used to want to be, I guess. I found a really good balance that works for me of being on the road to being home, mm-hmm. like a really good ratio. And I've found that for me, touring a third out of the year is plenty and yeah. keeps me not feeling, not feeling stagnant because mm-hmm. I get a little, I get a little antsy when I'm home for too long, but also simultaneously not burning myself out because I'm so busy that like with all this other work that if I was trying to tour full time on top of it I would I would have already burned out by that by this time definitely and would you say that kind of like over the last year doing all that touring you kind of learned from that experience that you do need a little bit more of a balance I when I when my like touring work started picking up was when I took you know a bunch of work that I kind of need to be a little bit more stationary. Mm -hmm. So I never, I didn't really get to a point where I was just touring so much that I couldn't handle it anymore. Life sort of, life sort of kicked in and took over before that really happened for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, there was a point where I really wanted to be on tour like all the time. Yeah. And I'm, you know, after some time I realized that that's maybe not for me. I also got incredible. Well, I hate saying that I got really lucky because I like to think that I worked really hard for all the work, everything that I've done and everything yeah. I've accomplished. But I did get really lucky in the sense that the jobs that I do have, like both full-time positions that I hold are okay with me going on tour and are okay with the fact that I do different things because and a part of that is not working for a big corporate place. You know, when I worked for, when I worked for UMG, 
they, I couldn't just take time off to go on tour. And I now currently I don't take time off to go on tour. I just go on tour and I do all of my other work while I'm on tour. Or if I'm like, I'm going to go to take some time to stay in LA for like five days between uh, legs of a tour. And my boss is like, okay, sounds fun. That's great. Cause at that point it's like, well, you're supporting the same artists, uh, just what your work is for at that point. Right. And then, yeah, you can kind of, instead you're, you're, you're still working. It's not like you're taking time off or time away exactly. per se. You're still working for that same artist and making sure that they're successful. Exactly. You're just it on the road. Me, it keeps me focused. It would be unfair to me and to other people for mm-hmm. me to be on tour with an artist that I don't work with all the time mm-hmm. while also trying to do all this work for other artists. Cause current and you know, right now it's very seamless. Like I'll do all this pre tour logistical stuff for Cape Town and then I'll go on the tour, you know? So everything is, it's a little more seamless and a little more focused and it helps, it helps do my job better. Yeah. Cause you get to see it through at that point from start to finish. And you know, you know, the ins and outs so well that I'm sure it helps being on the road exactly. at that point with that artist because you know what to expect and you know what you planned. Exactly. That's so awesome to hear. And you've got a couple tours coming up, right? Cause I remember seeing the Cape Town one. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm pretty much filled up for the year and everything's announced. Cool. Uh, there's a big, big Cave Town tour at the end of this year, full U.S. It's going to be the first full first time I get to do a full U.S. tour. I've gotten close. I've done like three and a half weeks, but I've never done a full five, six week full U.S. tour. Awesome. And it's a bus tour, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. I remember yeah, you baby. mentioning last time that we talked that, you know, you wanted to keep kind of exploring options with doing a little bit longer tour. So you get to do a bus and you get to do the full U.S. Yeah, cool. it's going to be real nice. It's going to be very cool. Wow. Um, I'm running merch and VIP on that one. And I've been really involved with uh, all the like pre kind of getting prepped for VIP and for mm-hmm. the announce and deciding like what's going to come in it. Um, so it's been very cool to see it get announced and see how excited people are to buy tickets for it. That's huge. And like, what a great opportunity for you. Would you say that kind of um, your approach to being on the road as a tour manager that maybe even just the different things that you do, does that, has that changed since maybe even last year when you were on the road? Uh, I definitely have more experience now. So I, you know, the work is bigger. Now I'm tour managing a bandwagon instead of a van. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, learning a lot more, uh, being given a lot more responsibility than I used to. Um and just kind of like proving that I can handle all the responsibility. Yeah. And so far, so good. You know, I haven't fucked <laughs> up yet. Nah, you got this. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. So one of the things that I've always really admired about you, especially since our last talk, was that you've always worked really hard for there to be sh- like safe spaces for showgoers, encouraging more bands to play diverse shows. How do you feel that maybe you have progressed and then perhaps for like, the local scene and the bands that you work with? Um, Philly has been a little hard lately. We had a venue, uh, we had a warehouse that like we had a lot of shows in that, you know, we can't have shows in anymore. So it 
kind of dropped how many spaces we have to put shows in. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely been hard to kind of maintain a little bit. And there's always, you know, there's, there is like a space in Philly that is widely known as like a place that people don't really feel comfortable or feel safe in. Mm -hmm. And we've just kind of taken like a hard stance of like, no, we can't, we're not going to put shows there. Um, because it goes against what we believe in. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes it's just like, it's hard to stick to, it, it can be hard to stick to like your ethics it, when it gets difficult, when like there's an easy way out. You know, if you need a spot to put a show, you know, why not just put it there? But no, that's <laughs> not how it works. If you're gonna, if you're gonna take a stance on something, you need to stick to it. And we are trying our best to maintain that and to just make sure that like people feel comfortable when they're at shows. And part of that is trusting the community. And if the community is not gravitating towards somewhere, then probably not a place that you want to, you know, try to approach. Definitely. I like that you have that attitude of listening to the community. I feel like that's something that all communities in general need to look toward whenever it comes to booking shows. Like, you know, um, if somebody has expressed any concern about um, maybe a talent buyer or a space or anything, if there's any reservations in that sense, it's definitely something to at least consider and discuss. And yeah, um, it's good I that you're doing like that. To believe, I firmly like to believe that people should form their own opinions, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I would rather err on the side of caution if like a majority of people don't want to be somewhere then I should I think that says a lot about what kind of place it is you know definitely and this is why I love you so much because that's important and I feel like more people should think like that you kind of have to listen to like the instincts of the people around you yeah that's huge because you know when people start saying things or they start kind of just like even in private mentioning these things to you like hey this place doesn't feel safe or I'm not a fan of what's happening here that can you're just listening and taking action to some extent is going to go a long way as far as like sustainability yeah yeah I mean it's hard to sustain things but I think everything usually works out for the best um It's been hard right now sustaining spaces, especially in the city. Mm -hmm. And we are trying to find, oh, there's a fork. (laughs) Um, We are trying to find alternatives and just kind of realizing that like you can't, Alex and I have had a lot of conversations about this where the the problems that we have now are not problems that we're going to be able to fix overnight. Mm -hmm. Like we're not just going to find a spot immediately the second that's going to be like, okay, great. Yeah, let's have a hundred shows a month. This yeah. And that's like happen. the space and done deal. That's not yeah, possible. Like it's just not going to happen. It's, we are not going to open a venue tomorrow. And as you know, difficult as that is for me to accept, it is just a fact that sometimes things change for the better a little slowly mm-hmm. and you have to just keep working towards, you just, have to keep working towards it and keep trying to channel like I'm I try to channel any like frustrations that I have about our lack of places to put shows towards trying to come up with uh, some sort of solution like I emailed an indoor skate park the other day 
mm-hmm. just hoping, maybe hoping that they would bite. And sometimes it just takes, you know, a leap of faith. And maybe they'll answer my email and maybe they won't. But I feel better. I feel like I'm actually doing something to try to help instead of just, like, complaining about it. For sure. Because, like, at least you're trying to put the effort out. And you might end up with, like, a really cool new eclectic space. I mean, the fact that you book shows at Batting Cages still is one of the coolest things that I've ever thought of like you know like just as soon as that was brought to my attention I'm like oh shit what a cool space and what a cool idea yeah. and you know the fact that you're reaching out to just like really unique spaces that might make that kind of opportunity happen for you you never know what you're gonna get and you might end up with the next like really great um for somebody like me who isn't in Philly like almost legendary sounding kind of space where it's like oh I never would have thought of that and this is now something that people look to yeah, it would be cool if it would be great to make something something happen. We're trying, we're trying to come up with ideas and it's hard, but I don't Definitely. know. I I don't I don't necessarily care about making like I don't really care about the like for me the money aspect of booking shows. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a real job. That's why I have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> um so for me like it's really just about like I just want to book bands I really like, you know, I don't really, I don't really care if I, if, if I was gonna like be a talent buyer, it would be for like someone else. Like it would be for like another company. It would be for, you know, a salary and that would be my job. But the reason I book shows right now is because I just truthfully just like being able to say that I booked, you know, insert band's name here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fun for me. It's my, it's like the closest thing I have to a hobby. Yeah, I get that. I'm kind of have that same attitude with the podcast. I have a day job. So like, I'd rather that people instead focus on like, listening to episodes and then going and buying the music by the artist or like paying for exactly. merch or going to shows like, I, I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, exactly. Support these people. <laughs> and a lot of the reason why Alex and I legitimized our business and set up an LLC and like did a lot of those things that maybe seem on DIY is so that we could any money that we make we put it back into our shows definitely any money money, like if we have a show that profits we call that like our clunker fund Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and that way like we can if we have a show that doesn't do that well like I never I will never let a, a band leave without at least at least making some money at least making enough that like Maybe it's not a lot, but it's also, like, not embarrassing, you know? Yeah, they still get paid, which is, like, huge because especially with, like, DIY bands or bands that are just on the rise, period, they're not making much. And so if you can give them money to where it's, like, that night is still a success for them, at least, financially, that can go a long way. It helps them get to their next destination. It helps them pay a bill back home that, you know, they otherwise would not have been able to on the road because they're not working their traditional work schedule or whatever. So yeah, you doing that is huge. Yeah. I, th- I think it's really just like, I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to leave my venue with less than enough to like fill your tank and maybe, sure. buy, some pe- maybe buy some pizzas, you know, or like fill your tank and buy one hotel room at least for everybody to like at least get some rest yeah I don't know I've done I've done I've done the the, like DIY touring thing and I've done the big like the cushy touring thing and 
it you learn to like appreciate the people that let you stay in their homes or like had paid you out of pocket and literally before we did this before we kind of like legitimized Alex and I were paying bands literally out of our pocket yeah but the good part is is that at least you know you have that contingency fund if you will and that's huge and I know that bands have got to appreciate this because like you said before you wouldn't have that so Mm -hmm. now you're able like no one ever no one should ever and no one ever I guess really expects a promoter to do that to like Mm -hmm. go out of their own pocket to to support you but a lot of people do I believe it so many DIY promoters all around the country that that funneled their own personal income into shows and I am lucky and not lucky but I'm glad that like we did the work towards putting the processes in place where Mm -hmm. we can like do a better job of supporting artists because there's not there's nothing cool about like suffering or being like so broke that you can't like have gas to get to the next place you need to go like there's nothing glamorous about that part of touring definitely and like you know I know you mentioned earlier that you know maybe it's not very DIY but in that sense though you're still able to enable DIY because of the fact that you are helping them yeah I don't care if anyone calls me a sellout for it (laughs) I'm, I'm sure they do and I'm sure people think that about me but I would rather be that than uh, you know what's the alternative like we're we're enabling a good thing in my opinion so hey. why not why not use why not use the processes that we have in place to continue to support each other definitely you're you're paying it forward in that sense and that goes like a huge way because you're encouraging other people whether because you never know maybe somebody in that band is a talent buyer back home for like their DIY venue or I've had I've had bands and will now now on like bigger tours mm-hmm. I will have people that are like my promoter rep yeah bands I booked in basements like two years ago that's cool I've had this happen before I walked into a venue in Austin back on our February tour uh-huh. and I walk in and I was like I'm like holy shit I don't even remember his name right now off the top of my head um I remember the band's name the band is growl mm-hmm. I don't even think they're a band anymore but <laughs> I walked in and I was like, holy shit, I know you. And he's like, oh my God, I know you. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm on this tour. And I was like, I literally booked your band in a basement. Um, And this is happening again to me in literally two weeks. I have a friend that is a promoter, a talent buyer in Cleveland who booked uh, our show and he's my promoter rep. And I've literally booked his band in a basement. I have a vivid memory of us standing out front I mean, like waving at them, being like, "Have a like drive safe." That's so cool because you're able to kind of like flex these connections in that sense, and you're able to kind of reunite with these people through different stages of like both of your careers. Yeah, it's really it's super cool to like reunite with people and see your friends, um, and also make these like friendships with people in other cities. Like I, I'm I'm close with various promoters all around the country because of either touring through there or trying to help bands like get a show there um 
or because like their band has been here like fog lake is playing in philly this weekend mm-hmm. and someone in that band booked cara cara in montreal while That's i was wild so it's like everyone knows everyone in the music industry <laughs> that's true and i don't know it's cool because you're able to kind of like lean into these friendships and stuff and help each other in that sense. I mean, hell, I love the fact that like last year, shortly after we recorded the episode of the podcast, like you basically came over and had a sleepover at my house while you were on tour, yep. which was fun. Yep. <laughs> Hung out with the pups. It was great. It was great. You got to come do that again sometime. Anytime you're coming through Tampa, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, luckily, uh, now we stay in hotels and not on people's floors, which true. Thank- Thank God. God bless. <laughs> yeah. See, this time you can just come over and just like play with the dogs for a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, this time I'll just like, mate, you can bring the dogs to the gig. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get them those like noise proofing like headsets uh, or something. Pup muffs. Like, yeah, the pup muffs. muffs. We'd have to get them pup muffs. Or like we can just come by and visit before like the gig starts or something. Yes. Yes. That would be great. <laughs> It'd be cute. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that you're getting all these really cool opportunities and stuff and you're able to just experience all that with so many different people that you've met along the way. Yeah. I just, I'm very happy with where I am now. And it's been, I mean, it's, it's been such a short span of time, like thinking about the fact that like the last year of my life has felt like five years you have um, a lot going on. <laughs> it's a lot has like come and gone and happened. And it's nice to kind of feel like I'm in a good spot and like I am able to like achieve the things that I wanted to for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of points where I didn't, didn't think they would happen. Like I feel like I've like grown up in a year. <laughs> A lot has changed and it's been so cool watching that happen for you and like celebrating your little victories along the way where you're getting all these really cool jobs or you're working with people that you're really excited about. It's cool. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. Well, you know, you've had all these cool opportunities now working a little bit in artist management and marketing and of course still booking shows and everything, but I'm kind of wondering, are there any people out there that you really want to collaborate with or maybe just bands that you're really excited about that you'd love to book a show for? Um, I would love to be able to like collab with Jamie Coletta on something. Um, my friend Jacqueline lives in Philly now and we were like musing about uh, she runs this really cool label called Sheer Luck and has worked for 6131 oh, cool. um, and has her own like media branding marketing company that she works I work with her on a, on a lot of stuff for our artists um, and her and I have like kind of been musing on like putting together like a benefit in Philly uh, there's this band called Still Hungry that's just started in Asbury Park that I have like a very good feeling about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like there's so many, there's so many really cool and inspiring people doing just awesome things. But I kind of, I'm really lucky with the people I work out. We have truly like the coolest most incredible team of people we we had just announced this tour this week and just like the sheer ease of it not even that it was easy but everyone did their job and the fact that everyone did exactly what they were supposed to do and did it well made 
this like huge, the biggest launch, the biggest tour announcement we've ever done go really smoothly. And it was, it's, it's great. Super cool. That's so cool that you're able to just work with that perfect team that can make those kind of things happen. And you're able to work together in a way that it's, it's like I said earlier, it enables your success as much as it does for the artists and that builds that trust and that kind of opportunity for everybody. We honestly have like the, I think we have like the best team. That's so cool. And I love, I love our, I love the crew that we get to tour with. I'm really lucky that like I get to help with hiring people. Mm -hmm. So like the, the crew, we have like our, we have our usuals. Um, I be, me being the person that's been on this, in this tour crew for the longest. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've gotten to see people kind of get added to it and been able to kind of build a team of, I mean, all of us, I think in some way or another, most of us have toured with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Like between within the last year, um, two of them are twins, (laughs) two of the girls that are on our, on our fall tour, like twins. So it's cool. It's cool. Like everyone, you know, one person has toured with another and then I toured with someone else and, you know, that whole kind of like web of all these people that have worked together before really helps to kind of build a good trusty crew. And you want that when you're out on the road for five weeks. Definitely. I love that so much because that's going to make a world of a difference for how that whole tour goes. Yeah. I'm very optimistic about it. I hope it goes well. Um, really lucky that I get to have like a as big of a part in it as I do very thankful that I get like have been given this opportunity and I'm really thankful that people that I have been in my corner for like the last year after a lot of like not great work stuff has happened to me uh, didn't didn't let me fail Mm -hmm. um because I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it on my own you know it takes it takes a village to raise an idiot (laughs) (laughs) i am the idiot (laughs) that's good though because now you can be a part of like the next village to help raise more idiots that maybe won't be idiots anymore because you were there i get a lot of tours now that i can't take so i'm doing my best to or i get hit up about like tour jobs that i can't take so I try to pass those along to my friends mm-hmm. whenever I can. Um, my friend, my friend Rachel called me their gig pimp the other day because oh my they, God. because I've now gotten them two tours and I'm like recommending them for another. Uh, so I was like, I'll take, I'll take that title. <laughs> no kidding. Just keep doling out the love to everybody. Make sure that yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's cool though. Cause you're like, you're paying it forward, though, to so many people who, you know, otherwise might not known how to get involved or get, you know, the opportunities to where they can eventually be in a position like you or their own, like, dream position. Yeah, I um, I try to – I also, like, really only will recommend people that I know are really good mm-hmm. because I, w- I feel like it's, like, on me. You know, if someone gets hired and then they do a really bad job, I'm like, that was my fault. Um so I feel like I've like I've got this like really solid network of people that are really good at their jobs. Um, so it's cool to get to like. I just want to help. I would love. I love to be able to like help people uh, make a living doing the thing that they love Definitely. and the thing that they're good at. 
Yeah, that goes a long way in that sense. And a lot of people, I feel like, are still trying to find their way to that. And it's cool that you're helping enable others. I'm kind of wondering, because now that you do have a lot of experience under your belt in that sense, like for somebody who wants to get involved in like a tour crew, what advice would you give them to kind of start taking steps in that direction to where they'll get hired or they will be just considered in that sort of uh, path? Um, a really good thing to do to get experience if you want to tour is to start doing it locally. Mm-hmm. Um, start selling merch for like smaller bands. Um, teach yourself how to do those things properly. Um, I see a lot of people kind of just I guess yelling out into the ether of the internet, like, please hire me to do this thing. Uh, and I'm like, I've personally never gotten a job that way. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because it's hard to get work in the touring world without personal connections to people, without people that you've worked with previously knowing you and recommending you. Mm-hmm. So the best thing I think to do is like start doing merch locally for uh, smaller bands that you're friends with try to get on I think a lot of venues and a lot of cities kind of just keep a um, contact list for instance like I'm on just like a contact list of people at one of our venues that they'll email us when a shift opens mm-hmm. that needs a merch seller um, so doing that trying to do that is like really good and you'll meet tour managers and you'll meet bands that come through and don't have a merch person um and yeah just like it's it's hard like it's hard to get on a smaller tour and have to take off work and then not get paid you know I'd 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 done that before I've definitely Mm -hmm. done like a DIY tour where I wasn't really getting paid that much or at all sometimes um and just doing it because I wanted to, and not everybody has the privilege to do that. Sure. Um, I've had a lot of privilege that, you know, I've been financially uh, supported to an extent. You know, I've I've definitely always, like, I've worked for my own money, but I live with my parents, which t- takes a, up until, you know, up until very soon I'm moving out, but um, it takes a big financial burden off of me and has given me the ability to uh, wait on certain things, um, and postpone, you know, postpone adulthood almost. No, that makes sense. Cause like, you know, you don't have to worry about trying to pay for like mortgage and like all these bills at home and you're able to like, you know, make yeah, the sacrifice. Even pay, even pay rent. Like I don't, a lot of people don't have the privilege to just take these unpaid opportunities or take unpaid uh, internships. Um, so that's been, you know, I, under, I understand how hard it can be to just like pick up, pick up things that maybe don't, aren't going to support you financially. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really want something, I mean, you kind of sometimes have to make sacrifices or be tired. I mean, I was 
am still exhausted and have been for the last three years of my life. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you grind until you don't have to grind anymore. That's Um, true. And sometimes that means working your full-time job all day uh, so that you can gig at night or waitressing on the weekends or during the week so you can gig on the weekends. Um, And I, my sacrifice in that sense was that I stayed living with my parents far longer than I wanted to because I wanted the time. I mean, I could have, I could have gotten any job to make money to, to be able to move out and not been able to like live the dream. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes you, you know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to make sacrifices in certain aspects and, it's it's hard when you can't it's really hard when you can't um i wish that there were i wish that there were ways to i wish that there were other ways to get involved where you you know on a really low level where you could still afford to make ends meet it's hard in music it really is it's hard for anybody i mean it's i see you know it's hard for artists on tour to make money. It's hard for, I mean, the starting salary in the music industry is like 25 grand a year sometimes. Like Damn. that's not, you know, and it's hard. I mean, I work basically three full-time jobs to, to support myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, you know, if I was only working one, I wouldn't be able to make ends meet. So it's, you know, there's, there's a lot, it's a lot of just like hard work and pushing yourself. And I think that's the case with everything, but not ever, you know, not ever pushing yourself too hard that you, you gotta, you gotta know when to take care of yourself too. Definitely. It's that precarious balance that you have to have. It's like, there has to be self-care, but there also has to be kind of that grit to keep going, keep working hard. And so you can see the results that you want. Yeah, and that's hard in music. I think a lot of us don't really have, uh, we don't really have like a line of a work-life balance. Um, no, it gets very all, blurred. <laughs> it's really blurred, but it's, I think a lot of it is because of passion. I know yeah. a lot of people, I know a lot of people that, you know, eat, sleep, breathe music. Um, me being one of them, because it's like, people ask me like, oh, what do you do for, what do you do in your free time? And I mean, outside of, you know, outside of like seeing friends, like my free time is still filled with more music or watching Netflix for many, many hours in my bed. (laughs) It's one or the other. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Because it's such a big part of your life at this point. So yeah, I couldn't, I could never draw a line where I just, where like music is on one side and music is a job. It's, it's never really a job. I don't know anybody who does this, who where music is like just a job for them no you know it it definitely it it takes over a large part of your life and I you know I'm okay with that I love it well that's what happens whenever I think you pick a career path that's so attached to the arts too because that passion that the artist has I feel like taps into that passion that you end up having for the art and then you are fueled at that point to help them in whatever capacity you decide you want to in the community so it's definitely, definitely like a cycle in that sense. And it's a, it, it's a pretty great one to be able to witness. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I envy people who can just, you know, close their computer at the end of the day and not think about 
their job for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. And I don't think I'd want to, you know, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be happy like that. Definitely. Especially for the line of work you're in. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with my life being taken over by, by work. <laughs> hey, that's cool. That's for sure. Well, awesome. So it's been a pleasure having you back on the podcast. I love catching up with you and hearing about all these awesome things that have been happening for you, for your career and everything. Uh, where can everybody kind of keep up with you and all of your adventures in music? Um, I am on, what is my Twitter? <laughs> uh, my Twitter is freelance email. I am private and that is okay. <laughs> um, and I'm just Mel Grinberg on Instagram. Cool. Well, everybody will have to keep an eye out for all these really cool tours that you do and um, all the shows that will be happening in the area. Make sure that uh, to if you're in Philly, keep an eye out on spaces like Union Transfer and Boot and Saddle. And you, you never know what awesome bands that Home at Ground is going to book. That's for sure. Yes. Not at those venues, sadly, but someday maybe. Eh, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the, another year of my life. Hey, at this rate, considering what happened over this last year, for all I know, you're going to be like running your own agency in a year or something. Maybe not. Maybe it's time to, I think now I'm in a place where like my life is just going to be the way it is for a while. Hey, that's good too. Stability (laughs) is is wonderful. I would would really love just like two solid years of like stability. (laughs) Hey, who knows? Maybe even more. Yes, more would be really great. Like the rest of my life of stability would be really sick. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Well, I'm going to send you all the vibes in the universe to have a really awesome, stable career. And thank you. We definitely will have to catch up again soon. Yes. Thank, thank you so much for having Mel. me. <laughs> Absolutely.
heard CYOF by Lilith who have an amazing record called Savor Off out this August on Take This to Heart Records. Thank you so much to Mel for joining this week and talking about what her industry experience is like now and how she got there. It's so exciting to watch everyone grow and Mel is someone that I look to who's working hard and it's truly paying off. That's it for this week but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry and pursue your goals to the end. To end this episode, let's hear the now-retired community couch. RIP, my friends.
Cry on. 